Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It is Thursday, August 25th, 2022. This is the SipStack podcast of the SipStack on Substack by myself, author Ryan Cipriani. Uh, today's uh, newsletter and podcast is entitled Outlining the Roadmap or Recipe of Your Writing with a Guest Appearance of Two Sentence Horror Stories. Okay, so here's a piece of advice for writers I am trying to embrace myself lately. Be open-minded about where you find your inspiration. A buddy of mine and I host a podcast where we regularly discuss aggressively average movies. We started it off as kind of a gag, but it's become something we're both getting super passionate about. Um, so far, we've watched 10 films, uh, slowly releasing episodes, with a critical lens on what made them average and not good, or bad for that matter. Apart from learning a lot about story structure, character arc, and pacing, I'm, getting, uh, I'm starting to get a better grasp on how some writers hide messaging in their work. We recently watched a comedy that I initially took as nothing but slapstick and buffoonery, um, but the more I dove into it, the more I realized there was some brilliantly masked satire. And I do mean that in earnest. There was some really, really sharp satire hiding beneath all the loud, over-the-top jokes. Inspiration for your own writing can be hiding anywhere, not just in the work of classic authors or their modern counterparts. So be open to where you find your inspiration. Article one, outlining. How to turn a manuscript into a game of fill in the blank. So let's take a moment and briefly talk about timelines. How long you spend in each of the phases we've been discussing is largely determined by the length of your project. Proportionate planning is required for a longer or shorter piece of writing. If your project is a marketing brief, you may only take one note with the initial idea and then move into an idea web that takes a half hour meeting to fill in. If you're planning a four novel spy thriller, you could be writing notes for days and spend a week or two on your world building Bible to really immerse yourself. It's all a matter of comfort and preference. But I will say that unless you are writing a deeply researched nonfiction, your planning phase should probably not last longer than the actual writing. After a certain point, you just have to write the damn thing. So now that you have your notes compiled and organized, you could choose to move forward with the writing phase. You certainly have enough to get you started, and especially if you're a pantser, which I'll define in a moment, um, you can get started. I'll make an argument here for a few more minutes of hours uh, or hours of work um, before you start the actual writing. The final step in my planning phase is outlining. Writing a detailed roadmap of where you initially see a story going can essentially turn a manuscript into a big fun game of fill in the blank. This is the recipe that you'll follow that I referred to yesterday. Outlining takes some of the guesswork out of where a piece is going to go. It creates a pathway to follow so you don't find yourself stuck somewhere thinking, well, crap, what do I do now? This can be especially useful if you ever step away from a manuscript and return to it after an extended break. Now, Stephen King and John Grisham do not recommend this and believe that every manuscript should be completed in 90 to 120 days, regardless of length, and I tend to agree. That said, I have recently returned to complete a manuscript that I walked away from for over a year, and all I can say is thank goodness for the outline. Additionally, an outline does not need to restrict organic creativity. It doesn't. If where you see a story going changes as you write it, and it may, then change the outline to reflect don't shoehorn yourself on a path just because you planned it that way. Be prepared to let your creativity adjust the course. 
Now I've covered outlining in detail before, so I'll put links below to those articles if you want to know what should go into an outline. Listeners, I'm going to do a special episode for you uh, on just the outline and what goes into it, but please bear with me. It's going to take a few days to get it online. Okay, quick review. We gathered our ingredients, which is note-taking, organized our kitchen, which is the idea web or world-building Bible, and we've now written the recipe, our outline. Tomorrow, let's get cooking. A couple of notes uh, on this particular article. Um, the reason Stephen King and John Grisham uh, essentially insist that a, a, a manuscript to be written in that short a time period is it just maintains uh, consistency. You keep a tone consistent. You keep your level of writing consistent. One of the things that I've noticed as I return to the manuscript that I'm coming back to, um, I, I can already see a million edits that I want to make because my writing is just vastly different now than it was even a year or two ago. Uh, so for the purposes of maintaining consistent tone, skill level, and uh, the, the uh, kind of uh, analogy that I use is crocheting. If you've ever seen a, a first-time crocheter make a scarf, it starts much wider at one end and gradually gets narrower as their crocheting techniques get, technique gets tighter and tighter. The same thing can happen with a manuscript if you walk away from it for too long. Uh, so this is, again, highly, uh, very much a recommendation, but absolutely something that you should kind of keep in the back of your mind is your manuscript should fit into a certain timeline that is tight and consistent. That way you maintain consistency on the manuscript throughout. Also, uh, to um, uh, define, pantsing and plotting are largely considered the two approaches to writing. Plotting is what we're discussing right now, which is coming at a manuscript with an organized plan of approach, and pantsing is derived from writing by the seat of your pants, wherein you have an idea but let the story grow organically from there. George R. R. Martin is a pantser, for example. Okay, moving on. Article 2, two-sentence horror stories. Okay, how'd you do with yesterday's prompt? Did it give you new perspective on things at all? Or at the very least, did it get you out of your normal writing style? That's the idea with these, after all, is just to break free from our norm. So here's mine. See if you can guess where I was going with it. it is dark. In my cave, it is always dark. The light comes seldom, but when it does, I am fed. For now, I hunger. My mouth awaits, yawning open for the meal to come. Suddenly, I smell the rank odor of my prey. I salivate, I cannot help it. More and more food is stuffed into me until my gullet is full and my mouth is slammed shut. I can feel the food tossing around inside me as it will for hours to come. I am satisfied. I went with a washing machine. I thought about it as a drooling monster that waits in the darkness of a closet waiting to devour your dirty clothes. And on that note, for today's exercise, we're going to do something very short but tough. A two-sentence horror story. I used to use these as writing warm-ups because they force brevity, which is something I really need to work on, and require an almost comedic approach to horror. If you're not familiar, two-sentence horror stories are typically styled as a setup sentence and punchline sentence, like a joke, but with the purpose of startling or scaring. They were really big a few years ago, and if you don't know them, do a quick Google search and you'll find a bunch. Uh, I think there's even a Netflix series actually based on two-sentence horror stories. Uh, here's an example of one I wrote a few years ago as a writing warm-up. Tomorrow I'll share a new one, but this should at least get you started on writing your own. He looked in the bathroom mirror and hated what he saw. He had no idea who that old woman standing over his shoulder was. All right, your turn. And third article, weightlifting. 
Absolutely my favorite and most consistent form of exercise is weightlifting. I lift very regularly, usually around four to six times a week, depending on the program I'm using. My goals for weightlifting shift with the seasons, but I try to stick to a consistent program for at least three to six months at a time. Right now, I'm actually trying to do some recomposition, so I'm not lifting as heavy as I have in the past, but I don't lift to stroke my ego. I lift because I like the challenge of it and the absolute crazy endorphin rush that comes along with a really hard workout. This is the form of exercise I encourage most people to learn about and get into as you are able. Strength training has lifelong benefits, including making your bones and joints stronger and having a really positive impact on your brain activity. Writers should absolutely exercise in some form or fashion. It will make you more creative. If you can find a good trainer or someone with schooling in exercise, and again, if you are able to, see if they can get you started on an easy strength training schedule. It is worth it. I have not been drinking enough water lately. I can feel my skin drying out. This is your friendly reminder to drink water, think good thoughts, and in general, put positivity out into the world. You're on the right track. For those of you not reading along, I spelled the word right, W-R-I-T-E, instead of R-I-G-H-T. Get it? <laughs> right, fine. I'm going to go get my water and stop bothering all of you with my stupid puns. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow, everyone.